big spoiler. <laughs> Keep listening. Welcome to another episode of 80 Page of Giants. I am your host, David. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host slash engineer slash Los Angeles 2015 Man of the Year, Ellis. Yeah, I'm still the only one who's going to show up, apparently. Yeah, well, you know, fuck them. True. What's going on, buddy? Um, outside, near cars. Mm. Um, it's going to be so much fun for people to listen to this. Exactly. And, like, half my earphone is ripped off, so even <laughs> better. You were just telling me about that before we started recording. Do you want to say it again for the show? Don't ride a bike that has a bell that your earphones can get stuck on. Don't That's ride a bike. Don't don't, that. don't ride a bike. Exactly. Stay, stay inside, break your own legs, and... Arms. Can't forget the arms. Yeah. Break... Well, you want to break your legs before you break your arms, I feel like. Why not all of them at the same time? Ooh. Maybe in a biking accident? Or just kind of, like, jumping off your roof? Mm, this is going nowhere. Okay, so... Uh, you can listen to us, as always, on SoundCloud.com slash 80PageGiants. Or, if you're not a savage, uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, where all of our episodes are available to listen, download, rate, review them. You can follow us on uh, iTunes. And we pop up every week on your phone, like a sweet late night or early morning booty call, depending on whenever Ellis gets around to finishing uh, editing these shows. I would prefer if you listened on iTunes. I'll be real with you. We can't really track those metrics for some reason, but it makes me feel cooler. Yeah, it feels cooler to listen on iTunes, but with SoundCloud, we're able to see how many plays we've got. That's, that's what true. I prefer. Well, we can also, I mean, that's fair. I guess you could re- leave a review and tell, uh, well, if you're leaving a review on iTunes, whatever. We're talking in circles. This week, we're going to be talking about one of... I, definitely one of my favorite Batman books of all time. I will find out how Ellis feels about it, and that's Batman: Ten Nights of the Beast. Um, before we get into that, though, um, is there any books or anything new that you want to talk about before we hop into things? Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, new Marvel stuff that came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, the all new, all different Marvel is in full swing right now. I have to say, um, one of the new books, which is the Ultimate. Um, drawn by Kenneth Rockefort, who we're all big fans of on the show. I didn't love the Ultimates book. It was okay, but I thought it was interesting in the fact that one of the questions they were asking in that book was, like, scientifically trying to see what's now different about their universe that it's been rebooted. Like, it, it seems like they're really trying to, or at least asking a question like, well, what's actually different, you know, that can be quantified about this universe that we're in now. So it seems like they know something happened as characters, which you don't normally always see. Normally when there's like a reboot, it's like a, you know, you're just kind of dumped into a new universe where things are going on, you know. But I thought that was kind of interesting that they were actually asking questions like, well, what's, you know, different about being here than where we were? Well, like, did that thing they were doing wrap up their summer event? What was it called? The Secret Wars? Yeah, I think the last issue came out this week. I think the last issue came out. Okay, well, so apparently all the Earths are destroyed due to something about other Earths crashing into each other. Right. Um, And now everyone's just kind of on Battle World. Well, except for the Spider-Gwen 
world, which is still its own thing. Yeah, I don't... I'm pretty confused because Marvel's coming out with Secret Wars 2, T-O-O. Yeah, that, I think that's more of and... a joke book. Really? Yeah. Is that, like, making fun of Multiversity 2? No, I think it's just, like, just like a lighthearted joke book. I saw some panels of it earlier today, and it mm. looks just more like a comedy kind of book. Ah, okay. Because, like, in the description, it's like, after um, Secret Wars... There was just Battle World, and everyone is living on it and trying to adapt. Like, I was thinking, okay, everyone's on Battle World, but why are there still these other Earths that exist next to it? I don't know, man. I'm just saying that there's a couple books. Spider Gwen's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is really good? Captain America's still really good. Captain America, better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I. I think it was the announcement of a new creative team on that book, and that kind of like, I really like. Yeah, it did, and because uh, I really liked the Falcon Cat book they were doing before the relaunch with everything, but yeah, um, he was like the really enjoyable Captain America, but kind of a secret agent thing yeah, going on. Yeah, it was really cool, and I really dug that. And the new creative team, and just the pictures I saw from it, didn't really super interest me. Um, I got around to finally reading it um, just the other day, actually. Uh, last night I caught up on both of the first two issues, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's... Oh. Um, I was wrong. It, it's really good. I uh, I think we have opinions on all new, all different Avengers. From definitely. I, I don't like it. Yeah. It's very... I don't know. I don't like the silliness. You think, okay, it's a team book. It's going to be decently serious and sometimes have its jokes due to, like, Tony Stark or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, it just seemed like all they were going for is a really silly child book kind of thing. Oh, I enjoyed what I saw so far, but I also like those kinds of books, so. That's fair. Um, It's like with JLA. You read JLA because you expect something big and a huge story and all kinds of cool stuff to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that does. one was, it does, but that one was just like, hey, Tony, I need like five bucks. Oh, my wallet's empty. Like, Did you get to read the full issue, though? Yeah, I read the full issue. I liked it. The stuff with Miles Morales and Spider-Man in there and like when uh, Tony when, when Tony Stark calls him a copyright infringement lad or whatever. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was funny, but it was just kind of like. But that's what you're saying you don't eh, like about it, that it's funny. Yeah, like, yeah. I want something cool, exciting, something I can dive into and they'll just be instant, like, action. Uh, I believe that's uh, Justice League. Like, the real Justice League, not that crappy... Jeff Jones. Yeah, not that one. Yeah, definitely not. So, enough about other comics that aren't Batman Ten Nights of the Beast. Let's Let's get into the sweetness of this episode. Okay. Um, I read this, man, I think for the first time, probably when I was like in fourth grade, I got it as like a bundle of Batman trade paperbacks along with, um, Dark Knight Returns and something else, I think. And this book as a kid stood out to me way more for a few different reasons. I think it's definitely easier to read when you're a kid than Dark Knight Returns, but it was also the Jim Apparel art, which I was used to as he was the Batman artist at the time in the comics. And also, the KG Beast himself is such a creepy-looking character, especially on the covers. 
Definitely. Um, so for anyone who hasn't read it, essentially like the quick breakdown of like this is the most eighties comic book also. It's uh there's a a splinter faction of the KGB called the Hammer, right? And from what I they're like pissed off that the Americans and the Russians are like working on a peace summit or something like that in Gotham. And so they send in the KG beast, which is like their top assassin guy, right. To go take out these nine different, uh, people, government people. When you first were telling me about KG beast as a character, I thought you were talking about like a stripper, kind of a male stripper. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's instantly like what popped into my head when you were telling me about it a long time ago. Well, there's a reason. We'll get to that. We'll get to that too. Yeah. So out of the nine people, they're all like, you know, government diplomats and things of that nature. And also Ronald Reagan. Um, and uh, one of the cool things about this book is that the KGBs has no interest whatsoever in Batman. Like not even on his radar of things. He is there to kill these people, and Batman just happens to be there trying to stop him from doing it. And also, not particularly successful at stopping from him from doing it. Like, KG Beast is just mowing through these people. It's like He's like this unstoppable force, and I really dig the fact that he could not be less interested in Batman being there. Like That has no bearing on what he's there to do. He's not there to fight Batman. He's not particularly interested in confronting him. He's there to murder these people and go on about his business. And Batman and Robin, who's Jason Todd in this book, also my least favorite thing about this book is that Jason Todd's Robin, um, and the Gotham City Police Department are utterly powerless at stopping KGBs from murdering everybody. I mean, I know you just reread it recently, right? I didn't get to finish rereading it, but I know, like, where after where I stopped and everything after that what do you think about the book it's really good it's definitely a must read Mm -hmm. if you're into like old school kind of Batman um how how would I I I think that's right I I mean it's done by Jim Starlin who is a legend uh Jim Aparo draws it and obviously Jim Aparo is one of the greatest Batman artists of all times. It's just, I mean, I know it's not necessarily like the Batman that you normally read. I know you're, you know, you read a lot more of the modern Batman stuff, but like, was this like your first old Batman book that you went, like maybe, maybe the oldest of the Batman books you went back and read? Uh, oldest? Most likely. And what did you think about? Like, I love the book. I like, I love that Batman. I love it. It was really good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really good. I enjoyed it a bunch. Um, like, just the way... Just the way Batman was. He's not his normal, like, super heavy-armored, muscular guy. He's just kind of... He's him. Yeah. He's at, like, yeah. his prime. He was, yeah. He's still kind of a normal guy. He's obviously really smart and strong. Mm-hmm. Just not, like, crazy muscular how you see him in current stuff. Yeah, well, is that Jim Apera? It's just a different way of drawing him back then, where he's just you know a dude in spandex. Yeah. And okay, so I, I, I do want to talk about this. The KG Beast is visually creepy as all hell, especially on Definitely. some of those covers. Like he's essentially like, I mean, I guess if I had to point to anything, 
he looks most similar to Bane. Like he's like maybe be like the proto Bane. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as far as like looks kind of go, but he realistically looks like just a psycho gimp. You described it exactly like how one of my teachers did. What's that? Like, exact. He said exactly what you said. Oh, you have a teacher like, who's read it? No, I. Uh, I I take comics with me to school. Oh, and I, the teacher um, caught you reading a comic book with a psycho-looking gimp. Exactly. Oh, that must have been fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny, and then I just kind of had to explain KGB to him. Right. But yeah, that, that must have been was, good. Yeah, I just kind of said it like he he looks like he's into like I explained the suit as in like in the SNF. There's nothing about his suit that's functional at all. It's just all about looking creepy as shit. I explained it to my teacher like. He's into S and M kind of thing. Yeah, like his, that's what his suit kind of represents. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like there's, there's, he's exposed. He wears thigh high boots and speedos. Doesn't he have like a choker or whatever they're called? Yeah, it's like he wears like a gimp mask. You know, like he like, it's not about like oh this is a functional costume. This is like I'm going to look like if if you saw him you would be terrified on so many levels. Definitely. And also, nobody can stop him. Yeah, he's like the unstoppable Lady Gaga of the 80s. I think that was Madonna. No. No, Lady Gaga. Okay. Lady Gaga's more of a freak. Well, I mean, we're talking about the 80s. I think that was Madonna in the 80s. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Then again, I don't really know who Madonna is, so. Wow. You have no idea who Madonna is? I know the name. I just don't know exactly who she is. Exclusives! That's the first exclusive of the show. Seriously? <laughs> or is it our second exclusive to the fact that your teacher thinks you read weird S&M magazines in class? Why not both? Fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> are there any particular highlights of the book that, like, really stick out as, like, your favorite parts? Honestly, it was good enough to where just, I can't choose a part. I got a couple. I have a couple. One of them that has, like, stuck out in my head for years is the scene where, uh, one of the diplomat guys that he's out there trying to kill is riding a motorcycle. So, he, like, he just, like, pulls, like, this, you know, thing of cable wire across, uh, you know, back road of Gotham somewhere. And the guys on the motorcycle just like in the panel setup. So like, you just see like the guy coming, like driving up the road, coming closer and closer. And then just the cable wire, just taking his head clean off. Mm, that like, one was really good. That's always been in my head. Like it's just done like in the early morning or something like that. Like Batman's not involved with it. KGB's isn't even really around to make sure it works. He just kind of does it and bounces. I think. But, he just kind of knew it was going to happen. Yeah, like, it was just, like, just that ruthless of effectiveness. There's a there's another scene where Batman's, like, trying to stop him, and he's able to, like, get him with his, like, uh, bat rope around his wrist. And mm-hmm. so to get away, he just cuts off his own hand. Yeah. Oh. Like, I thought, like, yo, that's, like, badass, man. Like, this guy doesn't knock. And he's not even interested in, like, oh, now I'm going to fight you, Batman, after you cut off my own hand. Like, no, he's just like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, he's just like, all right, see ya. Yeah, pretty much. I don't need this hand anyways. I can murder people with my feet. 
Yeah, and then he comes back with like this crazy gun hand with a yeah. thing. That's what most people know his look like is with that gun thing. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like he was in Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon. He's been some other things, and you he know, was it, also in um that uh, Arkham movie. The Suicide yes, he was. Movie. Yeah, did he have the gun hand in that too? Yes, he did. And that's where that comes from because he cut off his own fucking hand to get away yeah. from Batman. I didn't understand what up, what was up with his hand until I read the book. Yeah, now you get it. It's mm-hmm. insane. He's a crazy person. It kind of um, bothered me that they killed him in that movie. Yeah, that was like a shit. That's another like, thing, too. Like, he's such a cool character. They can you know, do like, so much with him, but they're just like, nah. They chumped him they, like, they chump him out in everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, like even in uh, the features end, Grayson. Yeah. They just had Grayson snap his neck, and that's it. Yeah, like it's way like it's way too easy for him to kill the KG beast. Exactly. Um Yeah, he he's he's probably in my top five favorite Batman villains, realistically. Just you can't stop him. And mm-hmm. like, okay, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read a comic book that came out like thirty fucking years ago. Wait, when did that book come out? I have no idea. I know it was the eighth. It's your era, it's not mine. I just kinda pick up whatever you tell me to read. Fair enough. When did Tonight of the Beast come out? I don't know. It's like 30 years old, pretty much. It's up there. It's pretty fucking old. Um, realistically, so like, so at the end of the book, they don't really beat him as much as uh, they trap him in an underground sewer-like room, and they just leave him there to die. Because like that's pretty much the end of it, right? Like the like Gordon's cool with it. Batman's they're they're essentially like, yo, there's no way we can stop this fucking guy. Like he's just eating ass, murdering everybody. We're we're just gonna lock him in this room, and he's probably gonna die here. But that's it. That's the end of the book. That's just them leaving him to die in that fucking room because there's no way to actually beat him. Just Batman admitting that he can't do anything to stop him, like can't beat him yeah. at all, is it makes him a top villain. Like he should be top tier. He should be used more. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not used a ton because, I mean, obviously there's well, yeah. so much you could do with that, but, like, not a ton, but like, still some more respect him. when they do use him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I love the fact that Batman's just like, fuck it. Like, I hope they do use him for Grayson more, since that's more in the spy area. Yeah. And, um, like, that would definitely be where they should be using him. Yeah. It seems, it's like, Tom King seems like he wants to use him, because he does tend to involve Russia in different ways. Uh huh, but uh, they haven't really since the future's end. They haven't really done much. They just they they're barely getting into the organization he works for. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, it's it's a really great Batman book, and I it's Ten Nights of the Beast. Where would you rank Ten Nights of the Beast? It's definitely. It's like, top ten for me. It's definitely like a nine or eight for me out of all this. Like I haven't, obviously I haven't read a lot of old stuff Uh like you have. Right. But it's definitely up there. Like it's, or no, wait. Yeah. Top 10. Number 10 would be the best, right? No. Number one would be the best. Oh, then no, it would be like number three or four. Really? Yeah. It's definitely be a lot of things I've read. It's so good. It's, it and, you, is. and you don't get better than Jim Aparo drawing Batman 
like Definitely that not. to me like when i think about batman like there's two batmans in my head there's bruce tim and there's jim apero like those mm-hmm. are the two batman in my two batman in my head and like jim apero drawing batman just looks so fucking like it looks like batman you know yeah and they leave him to die cuz fuck it yeah that's it we can't do anything let's yeah. just leave him down here it may be against my morals but well, morals, I can't do much. How about, like, the law? Gordon is That's there true. with him, and it's just like, fuck it. This guy killed, like, mad cops. We can't, you know, like, fuck them. Like, <laughs> yeah, we can't do anything. Yeah, they're, so like, we... they're trouncing, like, civil liberties in the name of, fuck it, we can't stop this guy anyways. <laughs> it was their last resort, or else he would have gone and most likely just killed everybody. Yeah. Also, shout out to Ronald Reagan, who appears in the book. Super awkward. I don't like when they have, like, real presidents in books. It always makes me feel kind of weird. Um, and also I, I feel like prefer it when Superman's president. President, oh, I agree with that. President Superman from uh, Grant Morrison's New 52 stuff is definitely... Not just that. He was pre-52, pre-Flashpoint. He oh, came yeah, out in... he was in Final Crisis. Yeah, and yeah. Infinite Crisis. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely my favorite comic book president. Definitely. Oh, man. Did you ever read the Action Comics issue where it's it's just set on that Earth? Yeah, I really like it. Oh, man. Okay, I know, we're getting a bit off topic because I wanted this to kind of focus on the KG Beast thing. But, holy fuck, Grant Morrison's Action Comics run is amazing. Yes, it is. It, it definitely is. He talks is. about it. Like, everyone goes R.I.P. and shit, but it's like... Yeah, they know R.I.P., they know Final Crisis, but, like... There's New 52 stuff, and all they're reading is... What's his name? Andy Kubert, right? Andy Kubert, yeah. Uh, they're only reading his Action Comics run. Yeah, uh, well, he's not on Action Comics anymore, I don't think. No, it's uh, Aaron, I think. Right? I don't Someone's know. on it. Some writer. I don't know. That, anyway, that's writing oh, Superman Greg Pack Deep was Power. doing Action Comics, I think. Oh, that's right, Greg, Greg Pack. Pack. Action Comics, yeah. He's the one who's depowered Superman. Yeah. I don't hate Greg Pak's stuff. I don't. But yeah, he's Jesus cool. Christ, that Grant Morrison action con, like the first 19 or 20 issues or whatever are flawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, okay, back to KGBs. Um, was there anything particularly you didn't like about the story? Mm, just some scenes with Jason, honestly. Yeah. That's really about it. Like... like- it's weird because the first time I read that book, I really didn't know who Jason Todd was because I was a little kid. I only knew Dick Grayson and Tim Drake. Like I guess uh-huh. I knew of Jason Todd, but not like, as it, much. Yeah, it didn't really connect in my head because that's one of those books, and I, I do firmly believe this that there were several Batman books at that time where they were just like, well, if we don't say anything, this is just essentially Dick Grayson. Yeah, you know, like I feel like a lot of the uh, Mike Barr batman stuff even though he called even though they call him jason and jay in the book he's essentially writing him like he's dick grayson and like you know i I don't know it's i'm not a big jason todd fan he doesn't particularly do anything bad in this book um at all i mean he's just kind of there but it's the fact that he's not dick grayson um okay oh we probably should just mention this earlier so batman 10 nights of the beast takes um it takes place during batman volume one issues 417 through 420. Um, what's that? 420 blazing. 
The, like, you had no conviction in saying that. I feel like that's the first time you've ever said that out loud. <laughs> 420 plays it. So, Batman 10 Nights of the Beast, you should totally read it. Um, I think eventually we're, I'm going to just drop maybe, like, my top 10 favorite Batman books of all time. Yeah, we definitely should do that. Yeah, at some point. That would be a good idea. That'd be a good. Maybe episode. when we hit a hundred listens on any of our episodes. Well, listen, I don't know that we don't have a billion listens on iTunes. I can't get those goddamn metrics. We might be the most popular podcast ever. And how would we? Know? Most popular with two comments. Well, listen, maybe people are like you know, either like you know what? There's nothing that we need to say that they don't already say on the show. True. You know. Also, it's a real pain in the dick to get people to leave comments for some reason. I don't know why, but... Well, there's a lot of comments on the SoundCloud. That's fair. That's fair. If you go... Like, if you click an episode, it'll show the time. And, like, it'll show the, like, wavelength or whatever. Mm -hmm. And under it, it'll show, like, pictures, like, little bubbles. If you hold your mouse over it, it'll show the comments. Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. I've recently found out about that. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. Exactly. Um, is there anything else we should be talking about? Oh, man, I don't know. That's... Kind of a quick little review of it. Yeah, I, I don't... Okay, I, on a scale... I, I would definitely give it... On a scale of 1 to 5, I would give Ten Nights of the Beast a... A 4.5? Yeah, that's decently good. I gotta get you read, but I read. I really love this book, and there's almost nothing I dislike about it except for the fact that Jason Todd is Robin. And I was actually thinking about this the other night. There's a lot of Batman books, not a lot. There's several Batman stories that are amongst my favorite Batman stories, where Jason Todd happens to be Robin, but he's written like Dick Grayson. Though. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. All of the Mike Barr stuff. Have you ever gotten to read the Mike Barr detective comic stuff? Not yet. I plan on... It's just... It's older, so it's kind of hard to find. Dude, I'm telling you, you could probably pick it up at Golden Apple. I've I'd be found some of the issues. I just kind of stash them in the wrong bin so no one takes them. Right. But, like, it's not, like, in order. It's just kind of, oh, here's... Like, let's, let's say there's number one. It'll go from number one to, like, five, and then just keep skipping. Yeah. So for some the, reason, someone decided to do that with their collection. So the issues are ostensibly Detective Comics number five. What is it? Five sixty nine through five seventy four. Mm-hmm. Okay, like and some of those will be missing. Well, you really want to get like the like five sixty nine through like probably like five seventy one. You definitely want to get those three. Um, the middle portion of that is uh, the year, year Batman Year Two stuff, which the first issue of it is pretty cool, but after that, Todd McFarlane takes over the art duties because like uh, initially it's um, uh, Mike Barr and Alan Davis doing everything, and Alan Davis is phenomenal, and Todd McFarlane's great too, but. Mm-hmm. When he takes over for Batman Year Two, like the the tone of everything just kind of changes and switches. Yeah, and that book is a fucking mess. 
Like, as much as I love Mike Barr as a writer, Batman Year 2 might be one of, especially, like, the further that series progresses along, might be one of the worst Batman books. Uh, I don't know about that. There's kind of Jeff Johns' run. Jeff Johns has not written Batman. Well, that Earth one. That doesn't count as a thing. Uh, I I don't accept that as being a thing. I guess. Uh, there is the best fucking Scarecrow story ever in that uh, Detective Comics run. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is phenomenal. Um, um, I'll most likely pick it up once I find all the issues, or at least the first three. Yeah, you should get, like, yeah, like as many of them as you can find. Like I said, 569 through 574. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, maybe year two is after that. Maybe I'm looking at the weird thing. As much as you can find a 569 through 574, just buy all of those. How many issues is that? Is that six issues? 569 through what? 574. Is that six? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy all of those. That's all before year two starts. Okay. Yeah, buy those Buy those six. Or as much of those as you can find. The oh, first two... this is before they were, like, splitting up titles. What right? do you mean? Like, because now it's like, okay, here's normal Batman title, here's Detective Comics, and then here's Earth whatever. No, like, yeah, well, I mean, there was Batman and there was Detective Comics. Those were both two different books that were out, but, um, like, what was happening in Detective Comics had nothing to do with what was going on in Batman. Oh, okay. I was like, thinking everything, like, kind of just stayed in a weird line. No, no, no. Like, they're all, like, it's honestly vastly different from what was going on. Because, like, this stuff is going on, I think, just after the Frank Miller Batman Year One thing ended. Or, like, either mm-hmm. during or right after it. <clears throat> and, like, this Batman is way more lighthearted and upbeat and fun than what was going mm-hmm. on and over in the me- regular Batman book. Like, Detective Comics stuff is fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if, yeah. I think only the first two issues of that, um, 569 and 570, are, like, one continuous story. And then after that, it's each issue is, like, its own thing. So you got, okay. you got the Scarecrow story, you got a Mad Hatter story. Um, the first two are Joker and Catwoman. Um, then there's one with Robin dying. That's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... There's that. And we're wildly off topic again. But we're not, not talking really. about really. So, yeah, I guess that's... We're kind of on topic. Yeah. It's a comic podcast. We're talking about comics. 80s Batman is really where I'm going with this. Read 80s Batman. That is very fair, because current Batman isn't as good as I hoped. <sighs> yeah, the super heavy stuff is weird, man. Not just that. The detective comics, like, before... Bruce died or Batman died. The anarchy stuff was really weird. Yeah. Like, it was enjoyable for a few issues, and then I was like, okay, it's just Gothamites attacking the city. I mean, I'll say this. anarchy. Yeah, I'll say this. I prefer the, between Ten Nights of the Beast and the Mike Barr, Alan Davis, Detective Comics run, I prefer those Batman stories over anything modern. Definitely. Those are the original, like, kind of roots. Those are where Batman started forming the actual version of Batman. Well, I don't even know about that, necessarily. Like, I don't know. They're just really fun to... It's 
you know what it is? It's Batman fighting bad guys. And that's it. True. And it's like, not like a long arc. It's just kind of a few issues and it changes. Oh, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a huge fan of that. These year-long story arcs fucking kill me. Yeah. And they're pretty pricey. I'm really a fan of superheroes just being superheroes. And, like, having other characters around them have, like, these, like, introspective things in the center. That's that's cool. But, like, I want Batman to show up, solve a riddle, jump out of, like, a machine gun fire, and punch somebody in the face, and then move on about your day. You know? Kind of like, like Batman 66? Yeah, exactly like Batman 66, which is unfortunately coming to an end. Which has been my favorite fucking Batman book for, like, forever now. I've I wouldn't be surprised if they continue it, like, sometime soon. I don't know. I think it's, like, Little Gotham, right? Like, it had, like, a nice little run. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I guess. You know, like... I... Batman 66 is so fucking good. That, it I would say, is definitely my favorite Batman run. And I would gladly put with these other Batman books. That's very fair. It's we a got... very classic, enjoyable Batman. It is. You know, it's... And it introduces... It introduces Bane into it and stuff. Yeah, just did Bane. We got two more issues as of recording this podcast. 29 and 30. 29 comes out next week or this week as you're listening to the show. And uh, then 30 comes out next month. And uh, with Mike Allred, who's been doing the covers for the entire run and is also currently doing Silver Surfer. Or I don't know if he's still doing Silver Surfer after the Marvel reboot, but he was doing the uh, latest thing. He's actually going to be doing the final issue of Batman 66, which is, you know, tailor-made for him. He does really good stuff. Oh, yeah, he's great. I mean, I I actually just finished reading uh, his Madman Volume 1 trade paperback the other night. mm -hmm. And uh, Mike Allred's fantastic. Yeah. I've read... Wait, which Silver Surfer? The new one or...? The current one that's going on. Okay, yeah. I've read that one. Or the one that was going on right before Secret Wars. Then, no, I haven't read that. I read the current. No, we know. Yeah, yeah, I it's a different one. I'm confused. Whatever. You Marvel. Know what all Red's art looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I do. I, I'll, I, it's most likely the one I'm reading. I think so. I just kind of picked up the Silver Surfer just to check out what was going on in it. Yeah. I've always kind of liked this character. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He also did a phenomenal madman who's his like personal you know uh creator own character superman team-up book called superman madman hullabaloo Mm -hmm. that is fantastic if you like superman being superman and not like weird not in costume guy that's happening right now Hmm. all right um so mike allred Jim Starlin, Jim Apero, Ten Knights of the Beast, Madman, Batman, Superman. Is that everything? Avengers. Oh, I'm not I've bashing one... Marvel for once this week. I don't know. I'll save this towards the end after we do our stuff. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. Are we re- are we doing a review next week too? Um. We could, if we have anything to review. I kind of want to do Cosmic Odyssey. Ooh. Oh, well, I kind of have to finish. I'm on, like, the last two issues? Two books? We'll play it by I, I will tell you a book that I do want to eventually uh, 
review, which I've never read before, which is a, a classic, or at least I'm told is a classic, is X-Men The Dark Phoenix Saga. I have read that. You have read? I have not read? Okay, so... It's good. I like it. I, like, I'm not an X-Men person, but it is good. I'll okay, alright. So, let's l- try to line up Cosmic Odyssey if we could do that. And then okay. after that, we might do Dark Phoenix Saga, because I need to get that. I'll probably see if I can go online and download it. And, because yeah. uh, I, I, I have a lot of opinions about Chris Claremont's writing. And mm-hmm. I, I want to, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, it, was, it was one of those, it was my introduction to X-Men. Book. Okay. Right. Do you like, do you still have the issues? I don't. They were they were my uncles. Oh. Also, shout out to him. He's listening to us. Oh, is he? Uh huh. Why don't you tell him to rate and review us? Goddamn coward. He has he has an Android. Oh, the exact audience I explicitly don't want. <laughs> hey, but he's on. He's the comic oldie man thing. That's fair. Is he digging the show? I have no idea. He just told me to link it to him, and then he told me he was listening to it. So. Fair enough. Well, shout out to Unk, who you still should get on the show. I'll tell him. He'll most oh. likely hear this, and he'll talk to me or something. Fair enough. Um, okay, so Cosmic Odyssey, maybe, and then Dark Phoenix Saga coming up soon. Um, so, okay, okay. So, thanks for listening, and you can catch us on Twitter. Uh, I am at space heater 86 space heater 86 ellis underscore not ellis underscore fair enough and also we now have the official twitter for the podcast which is at 80 page giants super easy also henry allen is zoom all right thanks for listening bye